It's like going to get a right. really great massage. And as you're walking out of the parlor, you get kicked in the face. <laughs> that's 2020. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna take you out of it. That's going to take you out. That to me is 2020. Welcome to season two, episode one of Live It or Waste It. I am David Guggenheim. And I'm Dave Wine, and we are back and ready for action. And I'm going to break precedent and actually go off script here. We are back. We are season two. We are breaking through, and we're going to keep going as long as our community of like-minded folks, the Live It or Waste It community, keeps there along with us. Well said. Well, well spoken there, DG. Very excited. Because we have a new direction in the show. New direction. Yep, that's right. Yeah, last season, I love saying that, last season. Last season. We focused on tips and techniques, learning the tips and techniques, right? 50 episodes almost, 49. 49. 49 episodes. We got quite a few tips, quite a few techniques in our tool belt, ready to just pull out and give it to life. 50 tools, baby. 50 tools. Life, you're going to give me a nail? All right, bam. I got my hammer. Or I have my foot. Sometimes it's I have my foot. That sounds painful. It happens. That's how tetanus happens. Sometimes, you're right though, David, sometimes we do things the hard way and we try to hammer a nail with our foot because we don't realize we have a hammer. And now we've decided we're going to take those techniques or we've already taken those techniques, and we're going to talk about how we've applied those 49 episodes to our life and what has happened. Are we better off? Are we worse? Are we the same? Definitely not the same. Definitely not the same. Definitely not the same. But are we better or worse? That's what we're going to find out. And what works and what doesn't. So, big man, you want to go first? You want to talk about what you've been up to the last... We've been off, what, uh, a few months? About three months we've been off. My goodness. It's so funny how we documented this COVID crisis as it overtook our country. And we were doing live shows about it and how it was affecting our lives. You know, in the midst of it, we can go back to the archives and, and that's part of the documentation of what it was like living in the quarantine and post-quarantine period. And again, I don't think we're... See, it depends on where you are. You know, Dave, you're in California and you're going on further lockdowns, right? There are some things that you've been allowed to do you are no, long, no longer able to do. Well, we've had, yeah, a very stringent way of living here as opposed to a lot of other states. Uh, And it's not really doing any good uh, according to the numbers. So it it looks like we're headed for another lockdown, but we're not the only ones. Well, I live in a state that's much different than your state, the way that our governor has decided to handle it. And it's that effing crazy. And it has an effect of how people conduct themselves, where mask wearing becomes more of a whim or a sign of political allegiance rather than a public health thing. And so I'm living amongst that, which is 
and I have vulnerable people in my home. And so living with that, living with the ideas, concepts, strategies that we talked about during the Live It or Wasted 1 through 49 season one, um, it's been really uh, difficult. You know, I, I think the, the situation is wearing on me. Um, I still have the whiteboard, you know? Okay. It's, I, I just erased everything off of it just the other day because I had to write a sign to uh, somebody on a, on a Zoom call. Right. So I had to, I had to have them end, end and I didn't want to interrupt uh, vocally, so I, I had to use my whiteboard. Yeah, I was wondering why you had the word wrap on there. You're telling them to wrap it up, huh? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah, we uh, we were interviewing Mark Cuban. Hey, look at that. A few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, now producing the Raw Story podcast. Okay, please tell me about that. You you haven't mentioned that. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, I don't want to get get too far into it. Although people listening to this podcast, please feel free to check it out if you're. Uh, you know, it's it's left leaning, uh, progressive conversation about news of the day. That was a real, you know, high point, getting that gig and, you know, working on that because we've been working on it uh, through through the summer and we just debuted a few weeks ago. You know, having that to focus on has been really helpful because everything else sort of being at home, being isolated is isolating. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't want to go on and on about it, but... Um, it's been good to have the knowledge of routine, keeping up the routine, improving the routine, working on the routine. The routine is scaled back since pre-COVID levels. You're talking you know? about your morning routine or just the daily routine? Especially morning routine, but daily routine. Yeah. The beginning of starting your day off right is, first of all, what's right for you. Yeah. And number two you're just considering and thinking about how you wake up and how you conduct yourself in the morning because you think it could be beneficial to yourself. And so just having that as an, as a, a mindset has been helpful for me. That's interesting because I have done the same thing with the whole COVID thing, you know, with the pandemic kind of throwing everything out of kilter my routine had just changed completely my morning routine. I started uh, working out at night because I just didn't feel like getting up in the morning and and I didn't have the energy, uh, which actually worked out pretty good. Cause you were a morning. I was, I was, I was trying to get everything as well, as much as I could get done in the morning. Uh, Cause I just felt like after the afternoon comes, I'm not as productive, but <laughs> of course, during COVID, uh, that was all turned upside down and the opposite was, was the way it was for a while. And like, it just took me forever to get out of bed. You know, when this first started, I oh, went yeah. from getting up at five in the morning to hopefully getting up at eight if I'm lucky. And now what we're in nine months into it. I have tried to get myself back into the old routine uh, as much as possible. 
So I went back to basics like you with the whiteboard. I went back and listened to episodes one, two, three, and uh, got the whiteboard updated and got my morning routine updated, drinking the water in the morning, making sure I'm, uh, you know, getting myself organized. Hydration. Hydrated. Oh, my goodness. I try to drink at least 30 ounces of water when I first wake up, you know. Um, oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, yeah. and it really makes a difference. If you do that, you drink about 30 ounces of water when you first wake up, you will you will definitely feel a difference in in the way you feel. It's pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, just trying to get myself in into a morning routine that was similar to when we started this whole thing. It's not easy. You know, this, like you said, this pandemic is really, it's wearing on everybody. There's not a person in the world that isn't worn out from this thing, right? Yeah, and I think it, it shows. It, it definitely shows. So, so if you're listening to this and you're worn out, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. You know, I, I feel like 2020 has been such a roller coaster because there have been some really great things. Being a part of this podcast has kind of forced me to uh, take advantage of this quote unquote downtime that we've had during this pandemic. So a lot of good has come out, but it's still been uh, partly a nightmare. It's It's like... It's like going to get a right. really great massage, and as you're walking out of the parlor, you get kicked in the face. <laughs> that's 2020. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna take you out of it. That's gonna take you out. That to me is 2020. Yeah. Did you see the meme I did, I did on 2020? The guy falling. Oh, that's too bad. Wait, I'll have to. Ch- did you post it on our uh, Facebook page? Uh, I might've, I might've, it's, it's a guy falling in, in white space and it says in meme language, 2020 (laughs) in a nutshell. Yikes. So, but you have found a new fuel. I have, and I can't get you to even sniff it. Although you shouldn't sniff fuel. That's, that's dangerous. If if you come in here pushing this stuff here, I'm gonna fight back, fight fight, fight against you. But I'm fighting I'm fighting from ignorance, so I'm at a disadvantage. I uh, happened upon this book called F- Feelings. Yeah, we'll now we're gonna bleep that out. Here, bleep. Okay, that's our official bleep. That's gonna be our Enjoy official bleep. bleep. That's it. That's all you need. That's right? it. All right. All right. That's that's all you need. We'll see. Well, you could have given us a little more. Bleep. It's one word. Yeah, but I want to if 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 I have to do a lot of bleeping. It's not like I said mother. Bleep. Bleep. Face. Bleep. Sucker. Bleep. Bleep. Mouth. Bleep. Mouth. (laughs) What? You really cracked yourself up with that one, too. <laughs> I don't know where I came up with that. I actually do know where I came up with it, but I Is can't. Is it that movie with disclose. the woman who had the teeth on her vagina? 
Who are you, Borat? <laughs> no, no. So let's get let yeah. So let's get into this this book. Feelings. All right. Because that is like a cardinal sin as far as my house is concerned. I don't even know where to start with this book because when I Well start with who who wrote it? What's it about? Well you think I would be prepared for that. It's written by Michael L. Bennett. It's written by him and his daughter. His daughter helped him write it to make it, yeah, make it funny. She's a comedian. Ah, well, I care about the scientist first, first and foremost. He's educated at both Harvard College and Harvard Medical School. He's a board-certified psychiatrist, Canadian, and a Red Sox fan. None of that I give two craps about. That's probably trying to, her trying to make him a little funny. He's worked in every aspect of his field, from hospital administration to managed care. His major interest is his private practice that he's been running for almost 30 years. Okay, and Sarah Bennett has written for magazines, the internet, television, and books. She did a sketch show, so okay, so she's a comedian. So good, all right, so he has legit credentials from an awesome school, okay. Yeah, he didn't just learn this stuff off the internet. Like some Well, people. listen, you have to be very careful. A lot of times, you know, they put a doctor in front of their name and they're a doctor of, you know, Jim. Right. So it was written by him, uh, by, by Dr. Bennett and his daughter who helped out. And I have to say the book is rather, rather smarmy and uh, uh, makes you laugh at times. But some of the things that, that they say in here, I mean, it has just hit me right in the schnoz. Like, wow. Now, can you give us some of the wisdom? Can you share the wisdom? Or is it something you could, you, you haven't shared me the nuts and bolts of this? Well, well geez, man, we're just getting into it here, buddy. Take it easy. I know. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm just curious. I'm just a curious person. ants in your pants there? I'm a, cur- I'm a curious person. I like to know Why things. Why are you talking like Ganji? Ganji? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm talking about an old man. I'm talking about an old man interested in what you're talking about. Well, the best quote, and I have, of course, I have this on my whiteboard, and I think oh, okay. this sums the book up uh, pretty good. Better than the title? Better than the title. Focus on what you do rather than how you feel. I'm just going to leave it right there. And that's a good thing? Dang, I can hear the wheels turning in your head. Listen, feelings are very important in the household that I live in. And, you know, especially when you're hurting other people's feelings. You know, it's one thing to be in control of your own feelings. But, you know, if if you're... Bleep. feelings of other people i i don't know that that might affect the the actions that you end up taking in a, in a negative way think about that quote one more time because i don't think you right. got the the entire gist of it it's not saying i'm i'm sure i did i'm sure i didn't that's that's part of the process here that's right part of the process it's not saying your feelings aren't important mm-hmm. what it's saying is your feelings are predicated on what you do. What about what people do to you? You can't control that. Mm-hmm. 
You can only con worry about what you can control, and that's what you do. Yeah, I know, but I want to treat people better than I treat them now, and so I want to be thoughtful of their feelings. Yeah, that's something you do. That's something you're doing. Right. So in other words, even when you Not don't feel like it... Not all the time. Right, even when you don't feel like being thoughtful of somebody else's feelings, you, mm -hmm. you still do it because it's the right thing to do. Mm. And... It is the right and thing. And when do. you do that in the midst of not wanting to do it, uh huh, you feel good about yourself. Well, I need something. But I, I don't know. I don't know. So give, give me that quote one more time. Focus on what you do rather, mm. rather than how you feel. Focus on what you do rather than what you feel. How we feel about ourselves mm. is predicated on what we do, how we live up to our own standards. Yeah. So we have a set of standards. We have our own set of standards. And then how we feel about ourselves is predicated on whether or not we are living up to those standards. And so how has this affected your life? Because I'm no longer allowing my feelings to stop me from doing the things that I need to do. And I'm like, for example, I needed to clean the house today. And I mm -hmm. had absolutely, who, well, who does have a desire to do that? But mm. I said, F yeah. my feelings. This is what I need to do. And then I did it. It's done. And I feel good now. Right. It's, it's not the other way around. You can't wait till you feel good to start doing stuff. Yeah, but you could have watched a movie instead. Right. But sometimes you got to sacrifice the immediate pleasures for the long-term satisfactions. Yeah. Well, I... I so are you getting up at 5 a.m.? The feeling to stay back in bed? <laughs> That I haven't. I've been able to get up at six in the morning. Okay, so all right. I'm getting closer. I'm generally between six and seven now, so I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's not bad. And this morning was aberrant, and I got up pretty much at six. So what do you what nice. do you feel about your standards that you try to live up to? Do you think that your standards are reasonable? Do you think that you live up to them most of the time? You know, when I get perturbed, feelings take over. I think that's a common thing. Mm -hmm. So if anything, I would say Bleep. anger for me personally, because that oftentimes gets in my way. So I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's their sequel. Because <laughs> if you have a big hit, you got to something else. Um, well, they talk about anger and, and how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Is that chapter 10? Uh, I'm not sure what chapter it is, but we can talk about that because I think that's that's a whole show in it of itself. You know how you yeah. deal with that emotion because that is by far uh, the most destructive. Right when we're angry, we can really do some things that uh, can resonate for a long time and and maybe even do permanent yeah. damage. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um, that's probably what we should talk about next week. Let's do it.
Let's get into the anger section of feelings. But right now, I just wanted to kind of tickle your uh, fancy with this book because um, it's a different approach of the same kind of stuff that we've learned in the in the last season, you know. And, and it's a, a lot of it is like putting yourself in that purple chair, uh, doing what you what other people need you to do for them. And putting your feelings aside at that moment, you know, that even though you don't feel like being there for somebody else, they need you. Right. And hurt feelings be damned. Right. And, and sometimes you might not be in the mood to be there for them, but you got to, you know, power through that. Uh, and you know, you'll feel better about yourself again. Your standards really dictate how you feel. It's you and your standards. That's the battle every day. All right. Well, I, I open my ears. I'm listening. Uh, it sounds like something that's, you know, possibly legit. I mean, it seems like it's legit. I, whether it's for me, I don't know. But um, it, it sounds like something I could at least read up on and, and, and look into. What I would like you to do and the people listening uh-oh. 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 Got some homework. Is this it's homework. homework. Oh, oh. No. First day of school. First day why, back at school. Why? Got homework. Come on. We're just getting warmed up, you, and now there's homework. You just, you just got the syllabus. It's, it's still warm, but now you got homework. You should write down what your standards are for yourself and for other people and for life. And then ask yourself, are these reasonable standards to have? Because if they're not, you're never going to reach them and you're always going to feel unsatisfied. And then if they are reasonable, you need to ask yourself, why is it I'm not meeting these standards on a consistent basis? David is quiet right now because he's writing down his. I'm listening. He's writing down his homework. No, assignment. I'm. I, I I wrote down. I wrote down some something. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Good. I'm glad you're writing this down. I'm listening. I'm listening. I was just looking down really more than anything. I, I didn't write that much, I, but I was looking down. Right. But it's listening. It's it's okay. So I wasn't scolding you. I was just explaining to the audience because they can't see you. you they cannot. I'm invisible as far as they know. So next week, oh. we'll get into the anger chapter of this book and see what they say, how, how you can deal with that emotion, tell that emotion to go F itself. Please share any tips and techniques from our podcast you've applied to your life. And let us know what you thought of this episode. Join us next week when we look even deeper at Please. feelings and how anger and hurt play critical roles in how we respond to our lives. As always, remember to subscribe and share it. And share, 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 share. Join us on our Live It or Waste It Facebook page. We've gone dormant, but we're going to be back up. Uh, you can search for that on Facebook, Live It or Waste It Now. 
And of course, we're on Instagram, and we're going to start that back up as well. So check out all the memes you can handle over there. I have some uh, some memes I created for uh, some of the uh, programs I'm working on, so maybe I'll put some share some over there on a little bit of wasted. We mean what we say. We do. For those of you who would like to financially support this podcast, we ask you to go to patreon.com slash liveit. And if you'd like to reach me for podcasting services, you could reach me at someonetalkedmedia.com. And if you're looking on the West Coast and not the East Coast, where Dave Guggenheim handles all the podcasting accoutrement, mm. go to winedesigns.com. That's W-E-I-N, designs.com. The all-new look of winedesigns.com. It's, fun- it's funky fresh. Now stay inside and live it. Don't waste it. Peace and love. This has been a production of Someone Talked Media.